Hey guys, welcome back to Grace Unscripted. As always, I'm your host, Ben Falkenberg. My guest today is Shalo. And Shalo is the pastor of our partner church in Bercy, Haiti. And he was in town a few weeks ago for a missions conference. And so he was kind enough to pop in and sit with me for a little bit. And, you know, I enjoyed our conversation. I think it's going to be good for you to hear just about life in Haiti and what that looks like. And it was interesting for me to learn about how Grace Church kind of started partnering with with Shalo's church in Haiti and what that partnership looks like. So thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the podcast. All right, let's go. Shayla, what's happening, man? How are you? It's very good. I'm good. Uh, thank you. It's good to have you here. It's good to be here. Welcome to uh, to Ohio. It's 50. And thank you. Very windy. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. It's kind of too cold. But, yeah. It's a little cold. <laughs> um, so you're in town for, for the missions conference that's going to be happening yes. tomorrow. Um, I was so excited. I had talked to um, some of the guys. I was like, I'd love to get some of the, the missionaries or whatever pastors we're having that we kind of partner with. And they were like, well, actually, we have this pretty big event coming in October. We're going to have a few of them in. And I was like, that'd be great. And they're like, we, I think we can get Shayla. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited you're here, man. It's good to see you. It's good to be here. It's good It's good to meet you, too. You were walking through the uh, through the offices we met, and everybody was flocking to see you. It sounded yes. like a celebrity was down there. <laughs> yeah. And I looked down. I said, is that Shayla? They said, yeah. I said, I need him. Let's go. And so, <laughs> yep. here, so here we are. Um, all right, so Shayla, you are the pastor of our partner church in Bercy, Haiti. Am I yes. saying that right? Um, Haiti, and then that's about a half hour from Port-au-Prince. What direction yes. are you guys? Uh, the west. Okay. Yeah. So I think some of us, if we would know Haiti, would probably know where Port-au-Prince is at least. Yes. Um, all right, so you are the pastor of our partner church there, as I said. Um, how long ago did you start that church? Uh, it's going to be seven years in November. So you started seven years ago. Yep. 2012. Um, all right, so I want to talk about, um, in our time together, Kind of just get to know you. I, I've never met you until 10 minutes ago. I was able to give you a ride over here. Uh, kind of give the listeners uh, a look inside your heart, see what you're all about and, and what, you, what you're what you doing over there in your home country. Um, and so I guess maybe start with how did um, how did you, how did that Grace Church and you kind of intersect? How did that meeting happen? And kind of take us back to where this all started with, with our partnership with you. Yeah, after my study in uh, Canada, I felt strongly to move back to Haiti. Okay, so let's start. Let me break it. So, so what were you studying in Canada? Uh, Bible school. I went to Bible school. So you went to Bible school yeah. up there. Um, so, you, how'd you land there? Like, because uh, you're up, in Haiti and now you're going to Toronto. Like, <laughs> yeah. how does that happen? Yeah, growing up in my church, uh, I was always involved in everything, and uh, my pastor kind of saw the heart in me, and he went to that same school, so he made arrangement with another organization named uh, Gospel Crusade, and he made arrangement for me to go there. So I got a full scholarship to That's go to awesome. Bible school. So yeah. is that like a four-year Bible school? Three years. Three-year yes. Bible school, mm-hmm. okay. So that was in Toronto. Did you like it there? That was in New Brunswick, yeah. Okay. I liked it. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and so, but you said you felt like kind of you God wanted to go was, back to Haiti. Yeah, God wanted me to go back. So how'd you, like, what did, like, how'd you feel that? Like just a just a piece about like this is where I need to be? The very At the very beginning of Bible school, I felt God wanted me to go back and just be there and bring the change that he needs to bring. And so what year would this have been? That was 2010. Okay. And when the, the earthquake hit. Yeah. And 
it was terrible, but I felt that's exactly why God wanted me to go back. What year did the earthquake? Was that 08? That was 2010, 2000. yes. The earthquake was 2010? Yeah. Oh, so it was like kind so of right I, I was time. planning to move back in June, Okay. and then the earthquake hit in January. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Um, that's been a long... It's crazy to think oh, about yeah. how long it's been since oh, that yeah. happened, because that hit, and it was like every night on the news was like, yes. pray for Haiti, 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 mm-hmm. Haiti. Um, how's it... How has um, Haiti changed since that earthquake? Well, it's been uh, open to uh, the international, like, tourists and everything like that. It's been developing um, since, yeah, we can say that. Okay. And the gospel is being spread more. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So out of that, at least the gospel is moving more. Oh, yeah. Why do you oh, think yeah. that is? Uh, just because uh, I feel like people are more vulnerable, like, open to find hope. Yeah. Because uh, there, there's no hope besides Jesus, you know? Yeah. So it's opened the door for that's Jesus to be shared. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, so you you end up going I back. I went to Canada for Bible school. And, and you come back to Haiti. I went back home uh, in June 2010. Okay. And then um, I met uh, Dan O'Deans. That was in uh, 2011. And then uh, they had an organization there, like right after the, the earthquake, that he landed there. And then I met him, and then through him, I met... Uh, Grace Church. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when you met Grace Church, you had just come back from, from kind of like getting your, your degree. Mm-hmm. Were you in a church? Were you leading a church? What was, where were you at in, in I that I just journey? went back to the church I grew up in. Okay. But I kind of felt like I, God wanted me to start something. I was, just wasn't sure. But talking to Daniel Deans, he's like, I feel like you should start a church. And he like, to me, he was bugging me for, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it was the following year, 2012, like, November 11th is when we started the church. You started the church. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. So, like, what is the spiritual climate of Haiti? Like, what, like, I think all throughout the world, different cultures have different kind of spiritual climates, mm-hmm. natural beliefs. Like, like if you would say, like, what's the spiritual climate in the United States? Like, most, peop- most people would be like, oh, it's, like, Christian or whatever. It's It's not, but... It was found on like Christian principles, and like mm-hmm. it's still it's progressively going away from that. But like, what would what would you say is like kind of the the natural climate of the peoples? It used to be voodoo. Like for you who don't know what voodoo is, it's yeah, explain uh, that. It's evil practice in general, okay. and uh, but with the gospel being spread, it's gone down. Okay, like, it used to be up to sixty, but it, now. The gospel is being spread, and Christianity is about fifty-two percent. So you're saying it's sixty per, like sixty yeah. percent of Haitians w- were voodoo. into yeah. voodoo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can because so like, the whole wh- country was dedicated to uh, the devil at the beginning, where, where uh, um, we are having our independence. So they. they so uh, yes. uh, educate me on this. I'm ignorant of all yeah. this. Okay, so. This is great. Like, this is stuff I want to know. So, mm-hmm. all right, give me the whole story. Like, when did Haiti find independence from what? Mm-hmm. And I, I'd love to hear the story about, like, Yeah, well, Haiti was enslaved uh, by France. Okay. And then uh, in 2000, uh, no, 1803 is when uh, they decided to fight against the French. And then when the, uh, the, the started the, the, the fight, like, before they started the fight, they made a commitment with the devil uh, saying, if you h- help us be free, we dedicate the country to you. 
Wow. So they had like big ceremonies, like sacrificial ceremony uh, on wanting the country to be free. So that's how Haiti has was become like a, 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 an evil country. Like I had a, no idea about that. Oh, yeah. So what what time frame is that? That was 1803, 1804. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So Haiti became independent in 1804. Okay. Yeah. And so it just kind of, the people of Haiti predominantly lived in that. Yes. For years. Um, for yeah. almost 200 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so you feel like recently, like you said 62% of, or 60-ish percent of yeah. Haitians. So when do you feel like that started to decrease? Like when did the gospel f- kind of first co- come and start to interact? Um, I can't really Haitians? remember uh, when we had our first missionary come to Haiti. Um, that's when the gospel started to be shared. And uh, uh, right before the quake, like like I said, it was about 60% of the Haitian population that were voodoo. But with the hate of the earthquake, um, like people were more open to listen. Yeah. And now it's like uh, Christianity is rising up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right. So you, so it's kind of into that culture that you were born into, but yes. then you're also like, I'm going to, I'm going to plant a church. Going in here. back. Yes. And spreading the good news. Okay. That's yeah. cool. So what does your church look like? It's uh, pretty much Grace Church. Okay. Uh, in French, it's Eglise de la Grace which means Grace Church, and we're just there for Jesus, you know? Yeah. We want to spread the gospel as long as Jesus wants us there. So about how many people, so when you started it, how many people, first day, you're like, I'm starting a church in Haiti here in my hometown. How many people show up to this thing? Yeah, we started uh, with five people. <laughs> that was my wife and I, and three other yeah. uh, people we invited. And uh, we started with the five, and then... Now we're up to 80 people. That's incredible. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So you got eight, about 80 people, yep. regular attendees. Yes. Um, that's that's pretty wild. It is. Um, so what what have you seen, like, in in the town that you're in? Is it, a, you call Mercy. it a town? Yeah. Mercy. Yeah. Um, what have you seen other than just your church growing from five to 80? How have you seen, or have you seen, maybe is the better word, um, change? Well, uh, it's just a matter of seeing people turning their life to Christ. Like, they they just become a new person. Yeah. Like the Bible says, like, the old has gone, and uh, therefore everything is new. That's cool. Yeah. And do you feel like, so ha, let me ask you this. So one of the things that we're, we're, we always try to be um, so intentional about here is, is Jeff would always say, like, Grace isn't a church, it's a movement. It's like a movement of people. So if we look at you and we're like, all right, you started the church in this town in Haiti, we started the movement mm-hmm. there. So what what do you feel like you guys are doing? Like what like we would say, what are we doing here other than just inviting people to our service on Sundays? Yeah, what do you uh, feel like you guys are doing as a movement of God's grace into the people of Haiti? Yeah, I feel strongly that uh, Jesus didn't call us um, to invite people in. He invited us to go. Yep. So therefore, we have to go. Like we, uh, I say, I, I state it this way: we try to invade the community. That's cool. Yeah, that's powerful, so man. We do stuff together with people yeah. in the community. Like uh, one project we we did recently was uh, in, there is a one road where it was mud hole like everywhere. Like it was muddy when it rained. So we purchased like four loads that of dump truck of dirt that we can fill the holes with where now when it rains it's like nicer yeah 
That's yeah. cool. And we did it together. It wasn't just the church. Yeah. Like we had people from the community join us. And that's a huge thing because then they're seeing, I mean, I, I I think it's just such a different thing for people to be like, hey, come to our church, yes. hear what we have to tell you. But when yeah. they see you out doing that stuff, it's like, well, wait a second, who are these people? Yeah. Why would they do yeah. that? Yeah. Um, that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, you were not called to, to invite them in, ju- yeah. just invite them in. You could invite them in, but uh, you, you're you called to go. Like, go find them. Yeah. You know. That's awesome. Um, all right, so your wife's there from the from the day one of the plant. Yes. Now, you have some kids now, too, right? We have three girls. Three girls. We were talking about this yeah. on the way over here. He's part of the three-girl club. <laughs> Hell yeah. Me and him. Um, how is that going for you? You doing all right? Uh, they're okay. Yeah. yeah. How old are they? Uh, uh, the oldest one just turned nine. Okay. And um, the middle one is five, and the youngest is four. So mine are, uh, Nola will be six here in just a month or so. Um, so that'll be December 2019. She'll cool. be six. And then my middle child's four. And then my youngest is like one and a half. Wow. So, man, we are in the fire of it. Three girls, six, four, oh, and one yeah. and a half. Oh, yeah. There's days it's it's kind of a zoo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tell everybody, we got a, I got a dog like a few months ago, a boy. And uh, there's a lot of times I'll just be like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go take him for a walk. This is a, there's a <laughs> lot of emotions going on in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Well, I'm fine with that because I'm, I'm from a, a family of eight. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's cool. So how do you feel like, um, how are your kids able to be involved in um, in kind of the movement that you guys are trying to be a part of in in, in uh, Bercy? Yeah, we just try to model that to them, you know, how they need to get involved in the community, like be there for their friends and be there for uh, whatever kids might need them, you know, just be there with us. Yeah. Yeah, we do the ministry together, so. That's a cool way to do it yeah. because that way they have some stake in the game and uh-huh. they're seeing. That's a big thing for me. It's just like I want, I want my kids to see me not only with my Bible, not uh-huh. only like singing and worshiping this, but I want them to see like serving with the yes. church and stuff. Yes, because I think the kids that are going to make it are not the ones who have no idea why their parents are doing anything. It's the ones who are with you yeah. out there, kind of yeah. serving their community, serving yes. in the church, and and finding like oh, wow, like, this is awesome. Like, we're impacting people for Jesus. Oh, that yeah. stuff's con- contagious. Yes. Like, out there running around with your parents, doing stuff, loving on people. I mean, that, that uh, there's would, nothing yeah. better in the world yeah. if you're a kid. Yeah, and one of the best ways to do that is just serve people. Yeah. Because the greatest in the kingdom is the one who serves. Yeah, so. that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, all right, I want to talk a little bit about, um, like, what exactly it means that Grace partners with your church. Um, because I think sometimes we're over here, we're in a church now with, several thousand people um, in the middle of Akron, Ohio. And so Grace, a church this size now, we have lots of partnerships and we have missionaries that we sponsor. And and I, like, for instance, like up to two months ago, all I knew is that uh, when I was on a podcast with, um, I had my friend um, Paul Vespoli. Have you ever met him? Yes, I met him. So Paul is talking and I'm asking him, like, you know, everything that you do in the church. And he's like, well, and I'm part of the Haiti team. And I was like, What? And he was like, yeah, like to go help with the church that we're yeah, a part of a over good there. Friend. Yeah, Yeah, and I had no idea. So he's like talking to me about this. And I was like, Paul, dude, I've been your friend for a couple of years. I had no idea that, that you did this. And so he was explaining kind of the, the connection to me um, of, of, of grace with, with your church and everything. But I, one of the things, I had no idea about it. Mm-hmm. And so a big part of bringing you on is I want people to hear from you and hear your heart, but also to educate the, the listener of this that's normal attendee at Grace to be like, what exactly are you doing there and, and what is Grace doing to uh, to play a role in partnering with you? So when I would say, what is Grace doing? Like, how are we partnering with you? What would you say that we are doing? 
Well, yeah, uh, partnering is like we are partners, you know. We do life together. Though we live on two different land, but we live together. Like um, We update each other on everything and uh, prayer support, uh, financial support, presence that matters, you know. The presence matters, you know. Yeah. Um, you could support someone with whatever amount of money you want, but being there is uh, the greatest thing, like... So when you say presence, like I was talking, trying to figure out everything that, that we're involved in with you. Um, and they told me that Grace does at least like three trips a year down. At least, yeah. At least three trips There's a year. There's been years where we have six teams a wow, year. Yeah. that's awesome. And they just come and they yeah. stay in your area and they're just... All the way from Bath Campus, Norton Campus. It's been good to have. So, so what yeah. do, like if, what are they doing? What's Paul doing, my buddy Paul doing when he comes down to hang out with you guys? Pretty much uh, whatever projects we have uh, in that time when they come, like building a house, for example, like just do something at the church or like a a bathroom or construction, anything, like uh, medical teams, like, yeah. Because I was talking to Sarah about it, and I was like, and she was like, basically, Shayla tells us what he needs, and then we come and try to help him. Yeah. Like that's kind of, she was like. And they've been a good help. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So could anybody, so we have some people that it seems like routinely go, like they've had kind of a presence there with you that they know you and they, they will recurrently come back. Um, it, if I was just like, hey, Grace, I want to be a part of the next trip for Haiti. It sounds like that's something, it is something that any of us could be a part yes. of. Like, hey, yes. I, I feel like I, I want to go down with my family and I want to um, help help love on the people Everyone's welcome. Shayla's church. Everyone is, yeah. Um, that's awesome, dude. Um, all right, so I want to talk about, I want to kind of talk about your vision and and what you're um, you're kind of hoping that you'll see happen mm-hmm. happen with your church and with Haiti. Um, before I want to do that, I just want to get a little bit of um, background on who, who you are. So, how did you meet Jesus? Because you're f- freaking in a voodoo country that yeah. gave themselves to Satan, apparently, which I'm just finding out about. Mm-hmm. So, how in the world does the gospel get presented to you? Yeah, I'll say I grew up in a Christian home. Okay. Uh, my dad is still to this day uh, an assistant pastor. Okay. Um, and so this is the church you grew up in? He's yes. He's an assistant pastor yes. there? Okay. So growing up in that church, I always followed my dad. Um, that He is a good leader. Um, and then growing up in the church, I got involved in pretty much everything. Like got involved with uh, the ladies like cause, because I played the drums. And... Uh, I was also helping with the sound guy. So pretty much everything that was being done in the church, I was there because mm-hmm. they need sound and they need a musician. <laughs> yeah. So, and you're like, I'm here. I can do both of this. <laughs> yes. But growing up, uh, I think it was about 12. Um, I was 12 years old when I felt like God was talking to me. And it's like, that yeah, we need to be best friends. Yeah. So you're 12 and yeah. you felt like that's when God started yes. to pursue your heart. Yeah. And since then... Uh, like, I was involved in the church before that, yeah. but since then, I've just pouring myself to him and then get involved in everything he wants me to do in the church. Yeah. See, I grew up in a Christian home, too, and I, I talk about this sometimes of, like, I grew up in a Christian home with great Christian parents, too, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until I was, like, I think I was, like, 20 or 21 yeah. when God really started to, like, pursue my heart, and it was, like, a totally different thing of, like, being a part of the church or going uh-huh. to church, and all of a sudden, I was, like, 21, I was, like, oh, this is different. Like, what, yes. what, why is my heart feel you know, like this? You know, it's the difference. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember. And I, 
that first that was such a bizarre thing to yeah i mean looking back on it now it's it's like almost um it makes you filled with wonder yeah in some ways yeah. many ways actually that like you're like i'm just living my life mm-hmm. and then god decided to start tapping me on the heart like why me and what you know what i mean and then yeah. all of a sudden it's just like he starts kind of just taking his knocking, claim in you yep. he's just knocking all your walls yeah. down and then it's crazy how that happens yes um so how did your dad let me go back then like so you, you were fortunate enough just like i was to grow up in a yes. christian home where i saw a lot of this modeled so for me um it wasn't hard when the, when jesus started to tap on my heart it wasn't super hard for me to like grasp um kind of who he was in the sense of like i'd at least seen it and been told about it kind of like you had did yeah. your was your father like a first generation christian or were his parents christians like his parents were at some point where's the break in your family line that like someone breaks in and is like i'm going to be the i'm the first one do you know um on my dad's side his parents were but my mom's side um my grandma was the first okay yeah so she decided to follow christ yeah. when she, and she was old how old when was she, she? um she was probably in her 50s when she decided to follow Christ. My mom's side, my grandma, is the one that started the two. Yeah. And she was a little older. I, I think she was like, I, I don't know the exact age, but it's kind of wild because like she had her birthday um, the one time and there was everyone just kind of talking and you're looking around in this room now that's filled with like just all these Christian homes, mm-hmm. like families that are following the Lord. And uh, it's you just point at the grandma and you're like, you know that this all kind of started, well, started with the Lord, but as far as like, kind of building a family and this mm-hmm. and that, like your your grandma was the first yeah. one and this all kind of came with it. It's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, sorry, so it's like someone, let me ask this. So when your grandma or whoever starts believing in Jesus, mm-hmm. say 50 years ago, how is that? how would that have been received in Haiti? And then I want to talk about the second question would be like, how would that be received now? Is that, is it like a, is that a hard thing to step out in? Like, for instance, I know I don't know much of the culture there, but like I know, like in some Middle Eastern countries or whatnot that are not Christian, if you step out and that's a massive deal. So, what would that be like in Haiti? Um, from that day till today, it would probably be the same. Like, if I'm not I'm a voodoo priest, for example, like I practice evil. So there's voodoo priests. Yeah. So what do what does that mean when you say practice evil? Like what? Like that's. Like it's basically evil practicing, like worshiping the spirits and doing evil stuff. Like, uh, if I can phrase it, like evil stuff. Like yeah. Even like killing people spiritually. Wow. Oh, yeah. It happens. It's just evil. Like sacrifices yeah. and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Until this day, like if I were a voodoo priest and my kid decided to go to church or... Um, follow Christ um, till the, to this day um, there's been time where people could be persecuted yeah. because you know you've seen me doing this and you choose to do something else like they, you may be kicked out of the house or something it happens till today do you feel like in your daily life you would still feel like like I can freely profess Christ's name Christ's name here Without no, without I mean, people might think that's weird in in America, but I'm not afraid for any like real respect yes, that could hurt me. Would you that. feel that? Yeah, you so, can do that in Haiti. Yes. So you can do you can you profess can. without feeling like you you're going to be yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, yeah. Except for the fact that if your parents are not following Christ, 
they they could stand against you. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so let me ask you this. What is What are some goals that you would have um, for your church that you you started? We said 2012, is that what yep. we said? All right, so we're 2019. What are you hoping to accomplish in, in the next year? What are some things on the horizon you guys have been praying for? Yeah, hoping to see the church get involved more in the community. Like I said, invade the community. Yeah, I like that, Instead dude. Of, I'm going gonna, I'm yeah. gonna to steal that from you. I'm going to say shit. <laughs> Instead of the community invading yeah. the church, uh, the church should invade the community, you yeah. know? And seeing uh, us creating jobs, that's a big thing in Haiti. Uh, jobs are needed and investing in education. That's our top two priority. So how do you think, like, practically speaking, what does that look like? If you were like, hey, my church is going to help um, with the education issues, mm-hmm. what, what, what are you hoping to do with that? Yeah, like uh, 2015, we started a school. Oh, your um, church started a school? Yeah, we have a kindergarten school, and then we're starting to slowly move up to primary. So we have first, second, and third kindergarten, which is preschool here. Yeah. And we have first, second, third, and fourth grade this year. Cool. So we're starting to try to uh, enter education some. Yeah. And then in the future, we'll soon be starting a trade school. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We want to start a trade school where we can teach people uh, how to get a trade and then yeah. get a job. So how do you pull that? Like, how do you pull off... Um, as a church, how do you pull off the school? Like, are those all church members, or do you go outside of the church and you're finding like skilled teachers? How do you even put that into play? It would be both, like okay. using people in the church if they have the skill to. If not, just go out and get the teachers. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Um, all right. So, what about this? Like, if you would look in, this might be a hard question to answer, but whatever. If you would say, all right, in the next ten years, what are the biggest things that I'm hoping? If I'm looking back, it is 2030. What are the big big things on the horizon that I'm hoping that, that Jesus will do here at Haiti and that our church can be a part of? The best thing is uh, to see more people come to Christ, like preach the gospel every day, you know, go in the streets, meet people in their homes, uh, invade the community in any way possible. Like the other, time, the other day we had some of the guys from the, the community cleaning just a land wanting to have a soccer field and we just went there and help you know um just invade the community see just see more people come to know christ yeah that's the number one thing that's you know yeah so what's your daily life look like if it's a normal a normal weekday you guys have church like we have it on saturday nights and sunday we go on sunday when do you guys have your yeah we have church on sunday morning and sunday nights some sunday nights and uh we have youth group on Sunday afternoons also. And then Monday, we pretty much have meetings, like leaders' meetings and visits. Uh, We visit members some on Mondays. And then on Tuesdays, um, we have the ladies' meeting. They do whatever ladies do. (laughs) (laughs) Doing shit, ladies doing whatever the ladies do. That's right. (laughs) And then on Wednesdays, uh, pretty much we plan to have like life groups uh, cool. all around and then pretty much Thursday is like my off day get and a relaxing then, day yeah. you need that oh yeah and then Friday we have Bible school okay like Bible uh, we call it Bible study and so uh, what's that look like because so we just is sit that, around and talk about the Bible is that who's all in that is that like your 
all members, like ladies, uh, men's. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So just it's like open to the whole church, just yeah. like a Bible study. Yeah. Huh. And then Saturday morning we have the kids club. Okay. Uh, that goes from uh, ten till whenever the kids are tired. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. How did you meet your wife? And like, I'm curious what her what her daily life looks like. Is she involved with the church? Does she, like, would you consider her on staff? Is she just kind of helping? She's on staff. Okay. She's, uh, yeah, she's on staff. She's been helping. She helps with the ladies and uh, kids sometimes. And she's part of the board even. And um, well, yeah, in the church I grew up in, and it was 2005, while we had a church service and I was in the church and she walked in. And one of my friends was like, I think she would be good for you. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. And then the next, like the following month, I was talking to her. I'm like, yeah. we should probably be friends. And then after being friends for like two, three months, and I asked her out, you know, and she's like, well, I think we're friends. Like, isn't that enough? So You were like, no. I'm like, no, <laughs> I want you. And uh, yeah, and then... We like we started dating. I think it was two thousand five, August two thousand five. Yeah. And then when did you get married? We got married in July two thousand eleven. Okay. Six years. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a good long track. And yeah. when did you? And then, um, wow, that is a long time. Oh huh? yeah, it's a so long time. So how did? So was she, she was at the church. So uh-huh. was she from a Christian home as well? Yes, her mom is a Christian. Her dad is passed away. Okay. Uh, yeah, she her mom is Christian. All her brothers and one sister they're Christians. That's cool. And so yeah. on, like her on a daily like daily basis, you waking up. Mm-hmm. Old, oldest ones in in school, I'm guessing. Schools, yeah. And then what do you like? What are your kids doing when you're out running around and like how how are you guys pulling that off? Well, you're my both wife pretty much run the school that we have. So you're okay. So yeah, the school she, that you have that that your church is she running, school, she runs yeah, the school. She went to school for that. Okay. So she runs it, and all of our kids go to to that school too. Gotcha. Where'd she go yeah. to school at? She went to school like in Haiti. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, where you learn to be a better teacher. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. So how many kids you got in that? Uh, this year we having more than a hundred. That's awesome. Yeah. So when they come there, are these kids that can be from? Any background, yes, and they come in. Is it a Christian school, or is it like how are you guys navigating uh, that? It's a Christian school where we teach Bible. Yeah, we teach school, but yeah, we have a Bible class too. So would would any of these kids be coming in that were from like homes where they've seen like voodoo and stuff oh, like yes. that? Oh yes, because the parents probably like even though it's different, yeah. it's just an education. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that's like for them. Uh, it could be hard. Yeah, you know. I'm, Bet that would cause some tension in your brain uh-huh. as a little kid to be like, "What yep. in the world?" Yeah, huh. yep. that's pretty wild, man. Well, what we're a different... just hoping and praying uh, to see them follow Christ as they grow. You know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty cool. All right, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's just good to be able to talk with you and uh, share a little bit about Haiti. But lastly, uh, we, I kind of want to sh- share about that uh, where. Haiti's been facing a difficult time the last month yeah, or so. So you were talking to me a little about this in yeah. the truck. So what's going on? So the last couple of months, there's been a, a shortage of gas. Uh, imagine uh, a country with no gas where you can't run your truck. Yeah. Um, it's been like that since two months. And people started protesting because that's 
that's not the only way, but that's how Haitians run. Like they feel like they're not heard when they ask for something, so they protest. protest. Uh, protesting is like blocking the roads and throwing rocks at cars and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, burning tires. Um, so it's been like that for the last month, where the last four weeks, it's gonna be five weeks now. Uh, kids are not able to go to school. Mm. Uh, it's just it's just a chaos. Yeah, you know, seeing how people are blocking the roads, uh, protesting, and uh, the protesting was just for gas, but now it it shifted toward the president. They feel like he's not doing anything about it, so they're asking him to step down. Mm. So it's it's been it's been bad. It's been hard where uh, you can't really get anywhere like. Something that you would probably buy for five dollars could be twenty. It could be twenty-five now. So you're seeing like crazy inflation. Yeah, cause because you can't of it. you can't get it, and whoever has it just fix the price. Hmm. You know, if you want it, just you have to pay. Yeah. So life's been hard. So that guys, sounds stressful. Yeah. So when you say like protesting, like, are we talking fifteen people in the street? Are we talking oh, hundreds? No, thousands. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thousands, thousands of, of people, people in the yeah. streets. Yeah. Like where you live, like if you would like. Look outside. You just well, see. my town is kind of outside of Port-au-Prince. So, so this is in Port-au-Prince. Yeah, this is happening. But the protesting is in Port-au-Prince. Okay, where thousands of people get on the roads, wanting to block the road, go toward the palace and talk to the president or whatever. So it's been hard, and we're requesting your prayers. Okay, you know because prayer is probably the only solution right now because. Jesus is the, the real hope. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, no one can really – I guess I would ask this question. So your the hope is that – how does the how would the president step up and, like, what changes could he make to even stop well, one that? Well, like one of the things like that we've had is uh, I think the, when they place the order for gas – so the there's prime, no is there no gas on the island? There is. Okay. It's just like people are just storaging it whatever. Okay. Um but to have the 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 gas come in country, the the president have to place an order. Gotcha. Like because they're getting it from another country. Yeah. So signing that paper it's the prime minister who has to sign it, like the the order. Mm-hmm. But we've been without a prime minister for like close to a, over a year now okay because every prime minister has to be uh voted by the senate okay and it's been years about a year where every prime minister that the president um tell them kind get, of approves of yeah or points so they, they have to approve vote it in. but they won't vote him in so that's why we now have the shortage that makes sense to me and then yeah so they started protesting for that, but um, they feel like the president is just not doing anything about it. Yeah. And they ask him to step down. Gotcha. Yeah. That sounds stressful. Yeah, like, it is stressful. It'd be hard, man, to like operate in that. It is so, hard. So you just said like no schools are open? No like, schools. Is your school not going either? We started uh, two weeks. We run the school, and there were threats being, uh, like people were threatened to either close the school or burn it, whatever. Why? Just because the other schools were not open, and we are, yeah. it's like our kids are getting educated, but theirs are not. Yeah. So why should we have school? So we had to shut it down right after the the two weeks 
So it's been closed since. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. That's terrible. It is. It is. So we're requesting your prayer. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right, Shayla, it's been awesome having you on, man. It's good to I be here. I hope you have a great time tomorrow at the, at the conference, and yes. then you're going to be here for a bit in the States and then a safe yes. trip back. Yep. All right, man, I appreciate it. It's good All meeting right. you. Good.